Hello everyone, this is DJ Andrew and this is CG Talks, the podcast where CG guys talk about CG and CG means of course computer graphics and this is a vast, vast territory with a lot of different dimensions, two dimensions, three dimensions, X dimensions, whatever you call it and we are going to try to venture in all those uncharted territories with our special guest today uh, which is uh, Matthias Zamenski, a very talented, young but super experienced artist, uh, CG artist with a big portfolio of work for high-end, high-end uh, game development companies and names including like Blizzard, uh, CD, CD Project Red, Digital Domain, just to name a few and many, many more like titles like League of Legends and um, he calls himself uh, an visual development artist, art director, illustrator and a storyteller. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste time and let's welcome our guest Matthias Zamenski and let him tell us his story. So hi guys, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what what do you want to hear first. Uh, yeah, I would like to I would like to know um, what made you what really made you want to be a CG artist. Like, uh, it's pretty funny story, but uh, it starts uh, when I was in I think it was in high school, and and I was playing uh, MMORPG games at that time and my computer was was really shitty uh so uh, most of the new games uh uh were not available for me and uh with those mmo rpg games uh there was well, there were always uh, a for some kind of forum uh where you can like uh, share share your knowledge uh, about the monsters and stuff like that, and it always be with those old school forms. Uh, you will always have those signatures with the with the logo and your your nickname or whatever. And it turns out that that people are like doing those in inside of Photoshop. And I was like, hmm, maybe I will learn. I always like to draw. Uh, so I learned Photoshop and I start doing those really wacky, uh, super ugly with bevel and emboss uh, effect, uh, uh, those signatures. And after that, I think uh, it was around that time uh, that YouTube uh, was was uh, not founded, but started. Uh, and I stumble upon a video of uh, of a guy uh and he was drawing uh in photoshop uh john locke from from lost series and it blows blows my mind that someone can can draw uh on the computer and i was like start to i uh, started to uh researching this topic what do you need and stuff like that and i and i found out that that you need to have a, a drawing tablet 
and so the drawing tablet will transfer your like line to on the on the computer right now it 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 it, uh, it feels funny but at that time uh it was a super niche subject so so i bought my first uh wacom tablet it was like a, the size of a, i think it was a a working space it was around the size of the of the phone it was mainly designed to sign the documents online not to draw so it was like super small and i and i started drawing in it in photoshop and it turns out that you need to know how to draw it's not like the 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 program will draw this for you so i start slowly uh learning how to draw uh i start researching uh books about drawing uh i i sign up on uh max 3d and conceptart.org and i start posting my my artworks and gathering feedback from people uh around that time there was not that much knowledge in terms of um in terms of uh, how to draw there was not many youtube channels so it was like scattered everywhere over the internet uh so i i i, I tried to be resourceful and i i was looking for for ways to improve my craft so what was your first big challenge when you started drawing especially in photoshop mm. To be honest, I don't remember. It was like 14 years ago, <laughs> so I, I don't remember what was my my first biggest challenge. Probably the uh, hand and eye coordination. Like mm -hmm. it was like uh, it was all old uh, a tablet, so it didn't have a, a screen, so you didn't see what you are drawing. You only need to look on oh, yeah. on uh, a monitor. Uh, so it's like this old uh, uh, version of, of 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 tablets. So probably this, and but mainly I think the problem was not with the with the program. The the the, the problem was with me uh, not having the uh, uh, I I didn't learn fundamentals yet in terms of drawing and and form perspective and stuff like that yeah but i guess but i guess this technical technical like interface barrier is is like it's difficult with this with this tablet it's like kind of a little bit better than drawing with a mouse but still it's like the surface is not the same as as the screen that you're watching so it's it's a little bit different than when you're drawing like with the traditional media right yeah you still need to would... kind of like relearn stuff like like learning drawing for the uh, like writing for the first time or something like that it's, it's something like yeah. different different things for the brain and for the for the hand to learn yeah i i think i i'm doing this for for so long that i i, I don't remember this frustration but probably it was uh it was in the beginning it, it was frustrating uh right now i have a a monitor tablet but i'm still using it for the most part of my day as a, as a flat uh, 
uh, laying on the on the desk. So, so it's it's a it's an old habit. I, so it's, especially it's it's way better for uh, for wrist uh, health. It's it's way better to to use tablet than than the mouse. So guys are using these tablets, these huge video tablets, like vertically, like working on the canvas uh, traditionally. I would uh, say that most majority of people using them around forty-five degree angle. Mm -hmm. It's more like a, a old architect uh, table mm -hmm. uh, angle. Uh, I haven't seen anyone using the the tablet uh, vertically. No. I noticed that uh, you know, for example, I I also have a tablet, and but mostly I was all the time I was drawing with uh, pencil on paper. And mm -hmm. even though I have my let's say line, which I'm happy with, like I have a, I can I have control over it. When I tried to start drawing with tablet, it's like I lost 80% of my skills. It's like I, I com completely can't uh, feel how I how how strongly I press the pencil and I have the uh, specific line. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is like you learning a different tool, like I don't know, drawing with coal or with pastels or something mm -hmm. like that, doesn't translate such like immediately. Yeah, that's true. In the beginning, uh, I have this uh, this issue, and I mean, for the most uh, years, I was more painting than drawing, and it's it's easier to paint uh, uh, because you you deal with shapes and colors uh, and bigger brushes. You don't need that much of the accuracy uh, in terms of like like line quality and and straight lines and stuff like that. But since I started drawing more, I first bought uh, an iPad uh, to to draw more, and I and I treat it as a as a sketchbook. Uh, then I went back to to my to my tablet, and it turns out that the the accuracy uh, is 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 a bit bad. So so that's why I I, I bought the uh, screen tablet. To have this, uh, to have this accuracy. But I, I guess that, that uh, when you had this first tablet, which was not created for painting or drawing, mm -hmm. was very small. Were there any like constraints or something that you actually forced you to use some kind of techniques be, 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 because it was such a tough tool to use? It was, uh, it was bu budgetary reason only. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was, I was extremely poor. Uh, when I was younger, so uh, maybe not extremely poor, but 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 a poor kid. Uh, so so I, I I bought the the cheapest tablet that I that I was able to to buy. Yeah, I was just just curious if there was some side effect, like positive side effect of using this kind of. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's uh, I noticed that like. I studied architecture, and mm -hmm. um, uh, when when we studied, we had these drawing lessons, and we had to draw on big formats like mm -hmm. one meters yeah. times seventy uh, centimeters. 
And I noticed that most of people would draw in high school, like in their you know, last last page of their yeah. of their um, notebook or something like that. But it's it's quite easy to move from drawing from on big format to smaller format. For me, it was very difficult to to move from smaller format to this this huge format. Because uh, I don't know why. Like, yeah, I think it's it's the matter of uh, because we draw so small, uh, and our ability. I I mean, like, uh, if you are drawing on a small format, uh, your your face is really close to the to the paper. Mm-hmm. And then when you have like a big uh, piece of paper, uh, you need to step back uh, and almost draw from your uh, from a straight arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is like the biggest challenge usually for people to to transition from from small format to to the bigger one. Yeah. Also, I think this is similar to working three D. So basically, there is a big bigger um bigger uh, surface to, to mm-hmm. draw then you, so you need to somehow uh deal i mean you need to deliver some information on this huge format and in, on a small one you can go do that with some little hacks yeah, yeah on a huge one it's like with 3d when you try to for example um i would take some abstract work which looked mm. very cool and it was trying to do 3D, and in 3D it didn't work because 3D needed detail. It was not. Uh... Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I noticed that I, I went through your Instagram, and I mm-hmm. noticed one thing that was very, very interesting for me that you created this pyramid of learning skills, and um, mm-hmm. uh, and I understand that learning by doing is like on the bottom. This is like understandable but i was very surprised that you as an even more basic way of learning you the the bot the very bottom of pyramid was teaching others mm-hmm. so why why is this so basically does it mean that this is the most <coughs> important way of, of learning? like the the most powerful i would say so yeah because uh, if you if you want to teach someone uh you need to understand the the subject deeply mm-hmm. and you need to uh have an ability to to express the this uh, abstract idea in a in a simple terms using a really simple language and uh with drawing <coughs> you need to know how to visualize the the thing you want to you want to draw and i think uh at, uh teaching someone else will show you the lack of understanding in the subject really deeply yeah it's like like um you can you can um rely on intuition when you do something but exactly. when you need to uh, describe it and to kind of get aware of it of of this all doesn't well you do this like that why yeah yeah exactly you need to dig really deeply uh, and try to reverse all sometimes you need to reverse engineer uh what you're doing with your uh unconsciousness 
uh, and try to describe this so other person will will understand this uh, yeah. yeah i guess i can relate that when i started making tutorials on youtube it kind of gave, gave me so much awareness of what i don't really deeply understand or or at least yeah. it's you know sometimes you can just fake it some somehow you know fake it or or at least you know just go with the flow and it somehow gets you through the project but you don't really you then you, you find that you sometimes can't replicate the same effect uh, easily exactly. because you don't have like the yeah the conscious movements there so it's probably yeah making a tutorial is like i've heard i've heard andrew price that mentioned that uh, the blender guru he was doing mm -hmm. he was doing every scene that he's uh, teaching in the tutorial like three times or something like that maybe yeah. maybe i didn't do that much but i think it's it's kind of like at least demanded that you at least like do it twice so that you kind of like get through the process once again consciously maybe first time yeah just, definitely just do it and then like rethink it how it's how it was really done just to be able to yeah, yeah it's also like Nowadays, I record everything that I'm painting or, or creating in 3D or whatever, just to, uh, just for sake of, of arch archiving uh, those things, firstly, and second, I can use this as a, as a video tutorial later. And if I, if I stumble upon some, some new, new discoveries, I can also I also have the the recorded version of of those uh, those steps that I took to to create something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do you rewatch these uh, recordings to learn something or check back something? Uh, it happens sometimes when I uh, when I'm going back when I for example I'm switching styles. Uh, to create some kind of artwork. I, I recently did this. Uh, I did this uh, Tatra painting and then I did create an animation out of it. But it was like uh, more graphic, stylized work. Uh, and I did this for a while. So, so I went to YouTube and I watched my old tutorial that I did. Uh, of a painting from Wroclaw to uh, to get into the groove quicker, uh, mm -hmm. to get to the to this mindset uh, faster, uh, because I I I didn't remember uh, how I uh, achieved those uh, small details that I that I that I was lacking in the in the new artwork. So yeah, yeah it's pretty useful. Yeah, so so so, uh, um, well, when you taught others, because you place this 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 on the very bottom of the pyramid, mm -hmm. do you remember like one thing that you learned from teaching others that you know that you wouldn't learn any other way, just like some your lesson from teaching mm -hmm. others? I mean, I don't have that much. Uh... Of teaching experience, I did few public speaking, and I and I teach few uh, few people, but it never been on a bigger scale. Uh, so it's hard for me to to rec recall uh, any 
any piece of information, but I, I usually try to make, uh, make notes, uh, when I finish, uh, especially in the past two years, I, I, I tried to create some kind of, uh, how they call this, uh, wait up, uh, like after you finish project, you make your, uh, list of, uh, Wait up. Uh, like a postmortem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, postmortem. Exactly. So like a list of things that went well, uh, things I learned, uh, things that uh, should be improved in the next project and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's super helpful, and it's also like gives me, uh, gives me an idea to. What should I learn? I mean, what not? Uh, it gives me idea on what should I write uh, on social media, and I already have so bunch of text that I can edit and and use this uh, in a uh, when I'm posting this these images. Because sometimes it was like I was painting something, and I was like, what should I write under this? Should I only use hashtags, or should I write? something compelling and there was blank a page inside of my head i didn't know what to write and with those uh with with this post mortem and doing uh notes uh along the side of the of the project this gave me some idea to uh what i was thinking and what i what i can write to to the people that yeah. are following me. So, so if if you can recall, really like the teaching experience that taught you so much, like you have a pretty you know pretty long story of of different jobs, like game dev related jobs, mm -hmm. generally creative jobs of different kinds. Can you yeah. recall like a specific job that that you remember that you really learned the most of and what it was? Mm -hmm. If you can, of so, course, if you can share yeah, some yeah. information. Yeah. With like living in Poland and working with, uh, with people uh, from US or UK or whatever, like outside of, of, of Poland is uh, the thing is, is they usually hire uh, me uh, because I'm the specialist and they know I will deliver uh, what they are asking for. So it's mostly I need to be higher uh, in terms of my skills. They they first they they buy insurance and they then they buy a a, a product a, a image or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so in most cases I already know how to create something, uh, and I show this in my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then people are hiring me for that position. So, for example, uh, we were doing this short film with a friend of mine from Poznań, and I was art directing this project. And after that project came out, I started to get a job uh, request for art direction. Mm -hmm. uh, not before, because it's it's uh, it's harder to get. Uh, 
it's like the chicken and egg uh, dilemma, like how I can became an art director. Oh, you need to art direct the project. How can you art direct the project or you need to be art director, you know? So I had I heard a f- funny uh, thing uh, in Al- Alberto Mielgo's uh, talk. The, yeah. guy, the, the guy that was uh, running the, the Spider-Verse movie, like yeah. the visual concept of this. And uh, he was talking like how he became art director. And he said, like, I was working in a studio somewhere and and some some day a guy came into the studio and asked who's the has, who's the art, art director for this project and he just came up and said i i'm the art director so that's how you become art director <laughs> it's a funny yeah, story but tr- I, it's true to some yeah. right yeah that's true in when it when you are working in studio it's it's easier definitely easier to uh to show the that you're like willing to to take more responsibilities and you know show that you care about the project and stuff like that but when it comes to working as a freelancer uh you need to you need to show the proof that you are capable of doing that and the best the best thing you can do is to create your own project so i usually try to learn on my project on my personal work uh and then I can show the proof that that I am capable. That's why I'm saying that I don't learn that much on a, on a project uh, because I already have most of the answers because people are paying for for this first and then for the for the images or animation or render or whatever. So so when when guys when some companies some projects want to hire you and they are looking through your portfolio so yeah. what elements are decisive for them like for example now i'm watching on back from the dead illustration this is some kind of fantasy illustration mm-hmm. so are they looking for okay we are going we are doing a fantasy project so this mm-hmm. guy can pull off the fantasy uh vibe and we are going to hire mm-hmm. him or or there, there's something else uh to be honest I don't entirely know uh, uh, how they're making the decisions because it's mm-hmm. it's behind uh, the the wall of mm-hmm. of the internet. So I usually just get a, a email that that's saying we saw this and that, mm-hmm. and we're making the, this project. And your style is similar to what we are doing. Uh, would you like to work with us? Mm-hmm. That, so, so, for example, I, I wanted to ask, like, mm-hmm. because you were talking about this kind of freelance jobs, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of our audience is wondering, like, maybe they have full-time gigs uh, in some companies, mm-hmm. or maybe they are trying the uh, freelancing jobs themselves. Like, do you have like a a formula that works for you to to keep your to keep your jobs coming right like uh, stable mm-hmm. income of some sort or at least yeah stable uh, enough yeah in my case it was like i was working uh, in studio and then i get fired and i was desperate enough to uh to look for for work and uh in the first year of my freelance journey it was not like there is a lot of concept artists saying, "Oh, this studio uh, came to me and asked for 
whatever and i said yes and uh, happy, happily ever after you know mm-hmm. uh in my case it was like i get fired uh i was desperate to to find uh, a new a new work and and i start like sending cold emails like crazy uh for the first year i i think i sent like 600 of emails to not necessarily to the companies but to the individuals uh individual people that that i found on linkedin or imdb i did the research uh finding those people what they were doing and and writing really compelling email uh that highlight what they were doing so it not looks like a copy paste message mm-hmm. uh so they feel like it's 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 directed to to them and i know that people are usually lazy so i usually add a few examples of my works in the attachment so if mm-hmm. they are if they were open open the email even if they don't click the link they will see my work and maybe this will grab their attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that that was the formula. Uh, I, I I usually my my formula with everything uh, that I'm doing is the the, the path of uh, re, uh, least resistance. So the easier people can find me, uh, the bigger uh, chance of me to to show uh, my work on their screens. Oh, so, so what is the easiest way to find you or to find a, a concept artist online? To find me, uh, mm-hmm. just you need to type uh, my name and my last name to Google, uh-huh. and you will find every uh, every link, every uh, every nickname on every platform is is my name and my last name. Yeah, and I wanted to ask about this one, like a question, like. In a different, yeah. in a different, different vibe. So, mm-hmm. do you, after all those years of working, do you consider yourself celebrity? Because I found a link on celebspages or <laughs> celebspages.com, like stating yeah. your age and stuff like that. So, a page containing like celebrity gossip stuff. Like, <laughs> I think it's it's like this bot page yeah. that 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 is looking for a high following instagram accounts or i don't know they copying this from social blade because most of the uh the information out there are uh not uh real from what i what i was checking last time uh let me let me check this what is the what is the name of the website Uh, i think it was celebsages.com Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was like a kind of a bot page. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make it like a joke because we we were talking about this with uh, with Von Link, who was working like some mm-hmm. kind of like a background job in the concept department, uh, working on the Spider Verse movie, mm-hmm. and he was he was like one of these guys who can proudly say that they were a part of a big and uh, prestigious project. But mm-hmm. these are like like really the, the hardworking artists that are behind the scenes and never really get to to the, to being you know being the celebrity yeah. that you can much more easy become you know going to some kind of a reality show or whatever 
and become yeah, famous yeah. for just doing really nothing. But I don't know. Yeah. Something stupid. Fa famous from being famous. Yeah. So 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 I can say that if somebody would like to do some kind of specific job, like in your case, this is art directing. Mm -hmm. and you want to break through basically the best way is to just not wait for somebody to appoint you or ask you just yeah. do it yourself don't right? don't wait for permission to mm -hmm. to do just just create a project that that it's so good that that people will not ignore you basically so it's it the the the, the clearest example from my portfolio is the the robot animation that i did in blender uh, roughly like four or five times a year, I get uh, I get the message or email uh, uh, if I'm available for 2D animation uh, job, and I never animate uh, in 2D uh, professionally. Wow, nice! Because yeah, the uh, the uh, the the level of this animation was was high enough to uh, to trick people. Uh, to believe that that I'm cap capable of of doing, mm -hmm. like this was a proof that uh, uh, the insurance, as I mentioned before, that uh, that I'm capable uh, artist to to do that kind of job. Yeah, I I, I I'm just watching on the this thing random story moment. So basically, mm -hmm. there's one with these birds, and mm -hmm. the second one with this uh, cat. So basically, yeah. this is the idea that. This is like a shot from some movie, animated movie, which yeah. in fact didn't exist, but you did it as if it was like a exactly. part of something. Exactly. Yeah. As I said, it's it's basically you need to trick people to. <laughs> so it was kind of like a you know pilot episode, like a pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's everything. It's about that. It's 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 pitching on I every would... stage. I would watch the the animation with these birds. It really yeah, looks like you. some part of something bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, maybe maybe someday. We we kind of scratched like two two areas, like two dimensions of of your uh, mm -hmm. working experience. Like you were starting as a as a matte painter, right? Or or, or at least painting in I... Photoshop. But uh, and then um, we kind of scratched the the area of three D. Like how do mm -hmm. you how do you find these two worlds? 2D and 3D, and which one do you like more, or mm -hmm. which one do you have more experience with? Gotcha. I mean, uh, my first job in the industry was uh, I was working as a as a. I mean, the company was so small; it was like seven people, and we were doing uh, games on iOS and Android, like small uh, rip Diablo ripoffs or whatever. And the company was so small, so I was responsible uh, responsible for uh, for level design, tr uh, 3D characters, animation, textures, environments. Uh, we didn't do concept art, but if you're like uh, responsible for a whole character or creature, you're designing this in 3D. So I I was doing this for for two years. Uh, I get fired. <laughs> why? Why? Why did you? Uh, I, f I, I moved uh, to uh, part time uh, as a as a part time artist in that company, and they found uh, another person uh, 
that 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 were willing to to work for the same amount of money that I I was working but full time. So mm-hmm. they just uh, uh, switch uh, switch me for that person, and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, but yeah, I was working there for for two years and in the same time i was working on my concept art portfolio uh because i i thought that this 3d journey was only for me to get uh get money around that time mm-hmm. and then i was working for for agency uh for the next two and a half year uh doing all bunch of stuff like my mud painting but also some some simple 3d but mo- mostly concepts and matte paintings. Uh, uh, yeah, and working again, uh, working on my my portfolio, because I was working there as a uh, on on a part time basis, uh, like twenty hours a week. So I have plenty of time to uh, to develop my my own stuff, and still I have uh, enough money to to live a comfortable life. So it was pretty pretty good uh, deal around that time because I have because I have a lot of time so I can uh, develop more stuff. And after two years, I get fired again. <laughs> a s- a similar reason that uh, art uh, that to the art department uh, was too big uh, for the budget for the budget, uh, and I was like. Uh, uh, part-time employee so i was uh yeah first choice to uh, to cut off no loose hands <laughs> yeah. so yes yeah, so, so so i guess uh this is uh advice for people if you want to stay at the company <laughs> yeah. work full-time but yeah, exactly if, if you want to develop your style and like take charge of your career then half part time is good because and of course if you are using this extra time to not yeah. for the chilling but to, to really work on your bigger goals yeah i mean around that time i i started to get some traction online so so it it was not that hard to uh, i mean the the freelance was uh, after this uh, this second uh layoff the the freelance was on and off but as i mentioned before when i when i applied this tactic with with the with sending uh, cold emails uh, uh it gets easier and more uh not streamlined but a lack of word like a uh, uh consistent Mm-hmm. So 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 this sending emails uh, mm-hmm. with your portfolio it worked right it, you get you got jobs this yeah way. out of like six hundred emails maybe like ten percent answer mm-hmm. or maybe more and then like out of this um, another ten or twenty percent said that uh, write back saying that this is this looks cool but we don't have any project around that time. And out of this 600, maybe like seven, seven people said that they want to work with you and they have projects. So that's enough uh, for you. That's, that's enough number of leads that you need to 
for a whole year, for example, if they take you for like two or three months, like six people is enough. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did it happen that some of these guys who didn't answer like mm. answered later because it worked in a way that you know they remembered you somewhere in their heads yeah like... yeah that that happened that happened i think it was like after like uh two years uh they were looking for for concept artist and and someone passed my my portfolio to to someone else and not not directly related to that email list mm. Because it's like, I think it's a question of many artists, especially in times where there was no internet, but even mm. now, like there's that, 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 that automatic response. Thank you. We will keep you in mind and we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And then everybody thinks, okay, will they, or this is just a thing they say, or depending, depending on who you're sending to, uh, the email, if you are sending to HR, mm -hmm. uh, they will keep you in the, in the base, uh, but you never know how big the, the base is. But if you're like sending this to art director or producer, it's it's bigger chance to uh like the, the higher you can get the uh in the chain co of, of command, uh the better. Uh so the like the sending this to art director and like sending another email in like three to six months. And sending like completely new portfolio with uh, improved stuff, it will only show them that that you are willing to to learn and you are improving fast. Blah blah blah. Yeah, mm -hmm. you are going somewhere and exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm 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 interested because um, I'm just looking on the works for Warhammer and mm -hmm. Skavens and so mm -hmm. my favorite creatures from Warhammer. And um, so basically, when you get this this kind of job, like for example, these concept arts for mm -hmm. Warhammer, what why do do the, your clients need these these um, illustrations? What they do get from them, and what they do from them? Because I also read in other uh, your parts of your portfolio that, for example, there, there was uh, this. I think this based in Second World War. This like horror movie that mm -hmm. you you, you yeah. wrote. I was happy that it was actually used in the movie. So, so it's like mm -hmm. what what's what's the use and goal of uh, what's the use of these images from for your clients mm -hmm. when, which you create? Uh, when it comes to uh, Warhammer, it was. Uh... I think they use those artworks as a as a loading screen or some kind of uh, end of campaign uh, uh, illustration slash animation because I know they they project this on planes and that's some kind of like small animation like mm -hmm. particles and whatever. And with Overlord, uh, I think. Uh, so it was that place with these concrete walls, I think. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to remember. Uh, I was happy that that I was working directly with the production designer and art director. It was not about uh, that they use. Uh, I mean, sometimes you are working as a concept artist and you are like making so many iterations and in the end they they choose some other designs mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I think in this in this case, uh, it was uh, the those designs were pretty uh, similar in the in the final product because the, those those were concepts, and they mm -hmm. need to build those those places uh, uh, uh -huh. like from scratch. So, so in some cases, like Warhammer, these images mm -hmm. were used like as, as they asset. were, yeah, as, as a, asset. Yeah. In some case, in some cases, this is just like a half product for other. Guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like a blueprint, uh, what they want in the end. So I'm, I'm very curious about Warhammer because yeah, you know, sure. I love Warhammer, and so, so let's say you, you got this uh, topic, Skavens. So mm -hmm. what kind what kind of uh informations and source materials did you get to create it like uh like i don't know skaven's brand identity book or something like that so uh with projects like this uh, the art direction is pretty much set up i was it was almost the end of the of this project so so the art direction was set up uh, properly i get uh screenshots from uh from the from the game of of the of the models and and stuff like that and they were like super picky not picky but like super specific about the uh, the weapons and uh, the designs of the of the characters and stuff like that so yeah so this, this is all created like uh, all these signs and and language visual yeah. language of this yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was not, it was more like an illustrative uh, work rather than than concepting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I I have seen just just one okay. more thing. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this works. Ooh, we have technical issues. I Sorry. think it wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me, yes. Andrew. So, uh, so let me ask my questions then. Uh, sure. I mean, you were. Uh, we were talking about you know knowing where where you're going like when you're approaching new jobs and mm -hmm. uh, I would I wanted to ask you like a person your personal perspective what is what it is like for you right now like what's your big goal or dream that you would like to achieve like where you're trying to mm -hmm. head head towards like I've seen yeah. you you've, so... you've done you've done game dev you know animation maybe I don't know yeah uh, so like. One of my goals 10 years ago was to be an art director. And luckily this, this happened uh, sooner than, uh, than I expected. Uh, so I feel like for the next 10 years, I want to either uh, direct a short film or sell a, a IP, a pitch, uh, or basically, like uh, I want to be, uh, I don't want to be uh, an art director. I want to be a director, so to have more control over the the projects. Do you mean like your own screenplay? Like you have your stories? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My own uh, original IP, and and with that uh, uh, a movie or or a TV series or something like that yeah, like it, it happens uh, already it uh, it starts to happenings already like uh, concept artists making those art books 
uh, like uh, uh, Stalenhag. I don't remember his first name. Simon Stalenhag. Mm -hmm. He sold his his art book, and they created a, a Amazon TV series based on that world. So, so it's definitely possible to to do that. It's a good moment uh, with this boom of of uh, HBO, definitely. Netflix, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great great time to be alive because, uh, as you said, it's it's a it's a fight between uh, big streaming platforms. So they are like constantly looking for for new projects and new ideas and stuff like that. So so yeah, if you have a, a strong uh, pitch and and screenplay or even full fully uh, made uh animatic of of the episode or whatever it's it's again it's it's about insurance <laughs> insurance that so so what i understand is yeah that, you are capable of doing mm -hmm. that yeah I, I i at some point i've i've heard i think it was comedian uh, i think louis ck or one mm -hmm. of these stand-up comedians he said that as he progressed in his career, of course, he would have better and better, um, better better performances. Mm -hmm. But he noticed that what really made him professional is that his worst, worst performances were mm -hmm. at the better and better stable level. So, so people who would hire him or take him, they knew, okay, even this is not going to be fantastic work, mm -hmm. then at least this is not going to be, uh, you know, uh yeah definitely watch. like yeah. if you if you showing like five artworks or 10 artworks and they are on in a different level uh people will hesitate if they are on uh people will always hire person that uh, that the the level of artworks are is average like mm -hmm. more stable than person that have one extremely good artwork and then few really bad uh bad ones uh they definitely hire the first person uh uh yeah so what what are your inspirations when it comes to art like or you know like not not necessarily f from your own specialization like concept mm -hmm. art but for example like um directors movies mm -hmm. what kind uh, of stuff? so when it comes to uh movies definitely animation is my my biggest uh uh inspiration and i never felt uh to I never felt like I, I want to create a game, but I always love movies and an animation. That's why even though I was working on some some uh, project, some game projects, they usually were around either an illustration or cinematic, because cinematic is just a just a short uh, animation project or commercial. People call them cinematics, but it's basically a commercial. Uh, so, in terms of my inspiration, my probably my favorite, even though I I am known as a, as a, uh, that Ghibli guy, uh, my favorite uh, uh, animate animation director is Satoshi Kon. Uh, he made uh, a Paprika and a Perfect Blue. 
some people know that, but uh, Darren Aronofsky and uh, and Nolan were directly uh, stealing stealing in the, in the uh, shots from his animation in his project. There is this uh, video on YouTube. If you if you type Satoshi Kon, uh, there is a compilation of of literally just shot by shot, uh, stealing uh, or inspiration uh, out of his his animation because he's like, this is another level of. And I I love animation because, uh, and I feel like it's a it's a valid. Uh, <coughs> uh, medium uh many uh, there is a lot of people like saying that uh, it's for kids or uh it's, it's a less medium that the, that the movie or whatever but for me i feel like it's it's superior because uh you can have everything uh that you have in a movie and on top of that you have the, the uh not artistry, but like the art direction, and you can go in places that you will not go in uh, in the movies. <coughs> like you yeah. can steer the the audience different differently than in a in a movie. So so now when you're working on a script, or this is going to be something something different, like words, not not images but you would need to... yeah yeah for the past uh, two years i i'm i'm reading a lot about uh, story structure and how to write a script and and stuff like that and 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 i learn uh for the past ten, two years i i learning more about storyboarding and animation uh pipeline <coughs> and stuff like that uh, i took few courses online uh which they helped me a lot uh with with uh with storyboarding and now I'm al almost done with, with one of my projects that I'm doing, uh, for the past six months. And then I will go more towards writing and creating my own, uh, my own scripts. So, so is this, uh, is that your new project, uh, like short animated movie? Mm -hmm. Is it somewhere on your art station? Like there's no, not yet. Mm -hmm. No, no. Uh, there are a few few places that you can see that, but I didn't uh, make much of the uh, like the sharing uh, online about it because uh, you get the same level of dopamine hits uh, from just saying about stuff uh, and. And just mm -hmm. showing the works, <laughs> so I try to keep my level of dopamine uh, in check. Mm -hmm. so, so, but if I understand... finish this project, <laughs> uh -huh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is because this when is... you are like talking about the project, uh, it's it's harder to finish it because you already mm -hmm. told talk about it. So it's yeah. almost like it happened. I mean, yeah. in in, uh, in in human brain, at least that that's how this work. Yes. So, so when you have like a longer project, it's 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 better to uh, postpone the the sharing part. Yeah, I I I I think I know it. It's like you can basically kill the idea if you yeah. share it too much at an early stage. 
Yeah, exactly. But you know, right now, when it comes to sharing your work, or for example, let's say you have this uh, project on in development, this short mm. movie, did you ever had a like this anxiety? Hey, I will put out some idea. Some somebody would steal that from me before I actually finish and pitch it. Like, did mm. you have this kind of uh, worry? I think there is so many. Like, first of all, there is not. Uh, much new ideas uh, it's more about execution of the idea mm-hmm. and like people are like idea is not a project mm-hmm. so so you need to put the work to to create the project and 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 like no one cares like everyone have an ideas so uh-huh. it's it's like and I, a, and I idea to... is worthless yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I wanted to ask uh, about this dopamine mm-hmm. thing and sharing your work because yeah, sure. you share you share a lot of things uh, in your social media, like tutorials, gotcha. uh, different mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm I'm wondering how you, how do you manage to keep a balance, like a healthy balance of, you know, <clears throat> going full on with all the social media and doing mm-hmm. your freelance work and also your like passion projects and all that stuff and keep them in a healthy balance. Do you have a like a formula? Uh, for that? that's working for you with with this one it was like a lot of trial and error in the beginning uh there was a lot of ups and downs when it comes to to sharing stuff uh like why this artwork was more popular than the other or i i put so much work in it or whatever but after a while you get first of all you get a bit desensitize uh with with sharing and second thing is that uh they change algorithm so much that you you don't have uh you don't have uh uh lack of words mm-hmm. You're not entirely sure if that was your fault in the end, uh, because maybe they, like, this is like this this this, this is like this super shitty thing about Instagram right now. Uh, you share the artwork, and you feel like, oh, this artwork should go to like, let's say we have I have fifty thousand followers on Instagram. This artwork should appear on uh on the screen of 50,000 people but this doesn't work like that way because it it Instagram is sharing this to 5% of those people and if they were liking or commenting on this artwork uh then after hour or two it will share to more people another 5% and it will like go with those those walls uh, uh, and if the the post will be like really good in terms of performance, it will show on the explore page or whatever. So, so that sucks because there is a lot of bots on Instagram. Uh, so let's say you have fifty thousand followers, and out of that, twenty of those are like inactive bots. And your post goes to those inactive dead accounts, and Instagram is thinking, oh, okay, so 
this didn't perform well. So uh, fuck you, Zelensky. Uh, uh, this will not perform so so good. So so right now, uh, I don't care that much about the number. Uh, I care more about uh, the quality of of the people that that are following me. Uh, that's why I create a, a Discord server uh, because I think this is the a really good way to 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 bring the the community community uh, together and and it feels more real uh, in a sense and and you will know that those people will will see this uh, this artwork or. Whatever. I, I, I know I, I get sidetracked a bit with the question, but but hopefully uh this somehow uh answer the, the question or we can we can uh uh explore this a bit more. I mean we can we can go <laughs> anywhere, but um, I thought maybe I want to dig into into that uh, 2D and 3D thing a little bit more. Sure. So you. Sure. So if you're going to do your own project like this animated mm -hmm. series, like what 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 kind of technique would you choose for that? If 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 it was like a short animation, would mm -hmm. it be would it be more of a traditional 2D animation or a modern 3D or a combination of two? You know, just like an experimental thing. Gotcha. So I I, I did this test uh, last year. Uh, I mean, uh, I know where you're going with the question, so I will try to uh, expand on this. Uh, so I always was on the on the crossroad between 2D and 3D with my artworks. And uh, when the the Blender Chris Pencil, sorry, came out. I was like super excited because it was like a, a perfect combination for me. It was, I was feeling like they they made this for me, only, <laughs> uh, because I, I I know 3D, I know uh, how to draw. So uh, drawing in 3D space was like a, like a dream come true, and that's why I I I thought that I finally found a a, a perfect pipeline for for my. Uh, uh, for my uh, animations and stuff like that, uh, and I start to exploring this, uh, and I create this uh, cowboy bebop animatic based on uh, Born Identity script, and right now I'm doing another animatic uh, based on uh, Batman and Scooby Doo uh, movie, uh, which sounds terrible, but <clears throat> but I was taking a class with uh, with the storyboard uh, artist slash director uh, Jake Casterona. He 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 direct few few Batman and Superman movies, and and he gave us this this script, um, and based on that uh, assignment from the class, I decided to expand this to the full animatic uh in blender uh and i hired a, a guy on fiverr to do a voiceover so yeah so i i i always try to build uh uh from the previous project to the next project i try to bring the the knowledge that i gather uh beforehand and with 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 uh, Blender Grease Pencil, it's 
it's it's really great. I, I I really love it. It's it's a perfect combination for me. Yeah, I've just recently saw uh, saw on social media a post from Blue Zoo Studios, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a British studio that's that was doing like a short animation for some kind of a, a organization yeah. fighting fighting youth suicides or, or something like that, and quite yeah. a quite a compelling story. And it was using the Blender's capabilities, like both 3D. It was like rendered mostly as a 3D animation in EV, and then mm-hmm. some overlays in in. Breeze pencil, especially for some special effects like bubbles and yeah, yeah. Some I additional mean, stylized there, things. Yeah, there, there's a if you if you pay close attention to to grease pencil development and and who is using uh, Blender right now and grease pencil, like there's uh, there's so much happening right now. Like the newest Evangelion movies was partially done in blender and grease pencil and they use the the line art modifier to uh to achieve a few elements uh i i saw a few episodes of uh, like a few shots from episodes of uh boruto anime like the, there is a lot of uh japanese studios uh are implementing blender to the to their pipeline because of the flexibility of 2D and 3D. Yeah, that was kind of my guess when they introduced this uh, new tool. But it, it was like the first time when, uh, like I'm following Blender for some some time, like I was starting yeah. with Blender 2.49 or so. So like the very ancient UI that scared, uh, that which, scared which everyone. Which year is that? I think it was around 2008 or so. Okay, so yeah, I started in 2010, I think, and then I, drop it for a few years yeah because uh, that was like, the time when most people like approaching blender were were having this experience like what, what is that strange software that has this scary yeah. and it's totally freaky ui and they just mostly dropped it uh well i kept it for for a number of reasons i was using it mm-hmm. for most mostly for my interior design jobs then mm-hmm. uh and mostly because it was free accessible and exactly yeah that, that was the main reason and it and it did the job for me, and I learned like three D based on that mostly. Like I had mm. different experiences, but but uh, like that side side tracking. And what I wanted to say that it throughout these years, like Bender always had this uh, this uh, odium of this worse, you know, hobby tool for for maybe for youngsters who want to learn. Something, yeah, that's but, true. Or, or for or for just like renegades who want to do everything on Linux and you know. Yeah. be that open source purists or uh, but uh, introducing like with the 2.80 Eevee was yeah. one, of the, one of the big shots but I think like Grease Pencil was like even more of this kind of a thing because Blender with the Grease Pencil was really doing something totally innovative like it unique was, yeah it was something that no other 3D DCC ha- had it was like no, a feature true. that was ahead and that was the first time when Blender really kind of like went step ahead up the game. Yeah. step up the game and um, I think it, yeah, it's kind of rolls from from there. Like the Grease Pencil is developed by a guy who's super passionate about 2D animation. I think, yeah. And you can feel it, right? It's just like with yeah, the sculpting tools that had Pablo Dobaro jump in into yeah. the Blender project. And if someone passionate about that and also capable of working on a tool for that specific use yeah. case, that just produces awesome results. So 
in terms of like storyboarding, it's still not there yet. Uh, it's it's super hard uh, right now for storyboarding, but yeah, it's definitely possible. It's not like it's not that streamlined like in Storyboard Pro or other like I mean the the Storyboard Pro is uh, is an industry standard. Some people use Photoshop. I don't know how they do this, but for storyboarding, but whatever. But uh, Blender, I feel like it's more an uh, animatic tool than a storyboard tool. But I'm using this uh, for my animatics because it's it's the only software right now uh, that I have uh, that I feel like I, I have a control uh, when it comes to because of the of the three D nature. I can I can be uh, I I feel like I I am a cinematographer with the camera uh, and with EV I have immediate feedback uh, and with two D I can cheat some stuff instead of uh doing 3d animation i can draw frames which is as i said it's a it's a perfect combination for me yeah so i wanted to ask a question why blender but we kind of like almost <laughs> yeah. answered it but you had also experiences with other software like for example i think cinema 4d in the 3d yeah i i started uh before before my first job i was in uh one year uh, 3D animation and VFX course. Uh, and I learned Maya uh, and Madbox and After Effects and Premiere at that time. Uh, and Maya is uh, is not my favorite software. It's like uh, on the other spectrum. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's, it's uh, complicated. Uh, yeah, and then when I got my first job, we were using first 3ds Max, then Cinema 4D, and then Blender in the span of two years. Basically, we moved to Blender because it was free, uh, and then I get fired. So you you can understand how the how the company was was prospering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and then I. From from Blender, I moved to Modo because many concept artists were using Modo at that time. And I was like using this for two years or whatever. And then uh, Octane was was a thing uh, because of the uh, ray tracing, right? Mm-hmm. And they use GPU. Uh, so I learned uh, Octane, but it turns out the the best way to use Octane is to use Cinema 4D because the the integration was best. Mm-hmm. So I learned. So I get back to Cinema 4D, uh, but I basically I was using this as a as a not Bootstrap, but like a, I I mainly use this because of the Octane render, and then it turns out the Octane is working with Blender, so I tried this for a bit but uh but the integration was not that great but it was around that time when the ev came out and cycles and grease pencil so i so i moved slowly from from cinema 4d to back to back to blender yeah and right now the cycles x project is coming up yeah exactly probably better times ahead yeah but why why concept artists used model 
this it's uh, it was i think it was my marketing thing uh because one of the rock star concept artists uh used that and he showed the it was this thing called uh replicator in moto uh it was like basically uh part particle system uh that was generated based on texture mm -hmm. and you don't need to have a UVs, so you can quickly generate a lot of iteration i mean right now it it feels super basics and you can create this in every software like in houdini or in blender with hair particles or whatever but mm -hmm. in 2014 i think it was like uh something that only modo had and then it uh, it snowballs uh, down with with other concept artists starting using Modo. Uh, it was a big trend uh, because a lot of people that work in Natty Dog uh, uh, were working in Modo, so they were creating tutorials, uh, and it was like a Gumroad boom around that time. So people are starting doing a lot of tutorials and most of the tutorials were for Modo, so it's noble to uh to people like concept artists started to using Modo mm -hmm. uh without uh, any other reason than the uh tutorials but uh, what is for for what jobs concept artists need 3d applications actually why did they use it 3D applications, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like like, like model, for example, or mm. Blender. Uh, it's just faster uh, to create a quick uh, mock-up, uh, and then make a paint over uh, in Photoshop, uh, done drawing from scratch everything. Like drawing perspective is is. Uh, for some, it's impossible. For other, it's uh, super hard. Mm -hmm. uh, so 3D fixed this like instantly. So that's why uh, concept art is using uh, 3D to to save time, basically. Yeah. So you create like this like general idea of some interior or some space, and then yeah, or character fighting or whatever you take uh, a, a random rig you post this you get the camera with with dynamic angle and like uh, 15 millimeter uh, lens or whatever and hit render or even print screen the viewport and and paint over uh, and you are done so i imagine why ev is is needed so like it's a quick effect you yeah, don't... yeah, definitely. Like I, I didn't share this yet, but I, I was working for Riot back in uh, uh, February this year, and I create all my concepts inside of uh, EV and Blender, and I didn't even touch Photoshop. I, I did some, some. I usually do some post effects like hazes. Uh, like grading and stuff like that, and I I did this all in in uh, uh, Blender Compositor, and I stack some some 
some planes with with haze and and stuff like that. So it was only matter of of rendering and sending new versions to the client. So, but but uh, you render it, but also you paint over it, right? So it's like no, just... I didn't oh. paint over. I didn't even paint it over. So it's oh, <laughs> I thought that uh, uh, finally it has to be. He has to, you know, like you need to give the vibe with your hand, like drawing. No, with Eevee, it's it's super quickly to change the the, the lighting and and such. So I I didn't even have a have a, a issue with to 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 paint over because I I'm so heavy on 3D as well. I can like cheat some stuff. Uh, it's it's not like a 3D animation that the camera will will pan or whatever. Uh, but with 2D stills, uh, they only care about the, the final look. And on top of that, uh, as a, as a bonus, they have uh, uh, a 3D scene that they can use in some extent as a at least as a layout for the for the animation. So it's it's the win-win situation for them. So in this case, uh, what they need from you is like uh, the camera placement, lighting, or they uh, uh, they get a few keyframes, uh, like a concept of the. I, I mean, I can talk about it because I get green light from them yesterday, and it was for. Uh, I think they uh, shared this cinematic month ago. Uh, what they need from me was uh, uh, some kind of cathedral slash throne room uh, for the character. Uh, it was like an abandoned, uh, aged uh, throne room and the throne itself. So the design of the throne and the throne room. Uh, so I make a few... Uh, camera angles uh, from this throne room, and I do a few iterations of the of the of the throne itself. So for this project, so it was Castlevania. This no, episode? it was for League of Legends uh, cinematic. Oh. Castlevania. It was like two years or three years ago that I did those images, and those images were done in Cinema 4D and. And octane, and it was way more uh, paint over, like a heavy paint over. Uh, League of Legends. I will send you the the cinematic in in comments. So, uh, did you choose the octane because it was GPU or maybe some features? Yeah, it was it was fast. It was fast, and and the the, the renders were uh, realistic. So. At that time, it was uh, it was really good software for such a things. So you can see the throne room mm -hmm. uh, around uh, two minute mark, uh, two thirteen. Uh, mm -hmm. It 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 happens a uh, few times because the the main area is like this foggy, whatever, uh, mystical uh, land. 
and the the, the other location is the is the throne room. You can see the 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 throne itself at two fifty eight. Uh, it's probably the most visible uh, moment. Because I noticed that uh, in many works you have these um, um, light sources, like glowing eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. these, uh, and I remember that Octane had a very good... Uh, it, it worked very good with Octane, this kind of effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both rendering, like this black body emission, mm -hmm. and there was yeah, some post, post effects, which... Yeah, with Loom and and yeah. yeah, but most of the stuff you can replicate right now in EV. I mean, it's not super accurate like uh, like Octane. I mean, right now the the Cycle X is is pretty close for me at least. I know they don't have volumetrics uh, yet, but but right now uh, for like those really quick concept art. Uh, uh EV is enough for me. Okay, so I I'll guess... be right back. Wait wait a second. Okay. Hmm? I guess whatever whatever yeah, whatever happens with the tools as we heard, um it's going to be you know changing all the time, but I guess the stories and the visuals count in the end all the time. It's kind of like more timeless. Yeah. And we might just cut it, cut it after the recording, right? That part, yeah. And generally, we'll we'll be landing, I guess. It's already, mm -hmm. I think, more than half an, an hour and a half. So mm. let's keep okay. it short. And we were talking about that before the recording with uh, with Matthias that uh, that uh, you can, you know. You can maybe after publishing the whole episode, which is very long, just and we were talking about this in, in, in the meeting, right? To create short excerpts of the podcasts and then use mm -hmm. it on social media or whatever in other forms, like cut bits and pieces that are um, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, yeah, let's let's wrap this this up. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about uh, about. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I have uh, Bluetooth speakers, <sighs> okay. so I heard uh, everything. Great. So I guess I guess I was saying that that the tools are, are changing, but what matters really yeah. is the story, the visuals, and and I would say yeah, the the story first, and then the artistic uh, direction, and yeah, those are just the just the tools. They are getting better. That's great because they they give us give us a, an opportunity to explore and and do more stuff on our own and and get quicker results with it but yeah in the end uh, what matters is the the story yeah I, I can see that you like very easily um learn new tools and discard them when they are not needed so a lot of people would get yeah. stuck in one program but it's like modo blender octane okay i don't need it's octane like anymore. it's like with with life itself it's the same thing like so uh so maybe let's no. let's end it on a on a note. Like if 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 people want to follow you and your uh, development, your yeah. artworks, and maybe possibly in the future some bits and pieces, and the, and then the final mm -hmm. you know great IP that you will be releasing or or not. Yeah. 
but we'll find out and hopefully we we will see something spectacular okay um, yeah maybe say a few words when, when people can find you and follow you uh most i mean it would be great if you guys post my link tree in the in the uh youtube description and from that uh all the places are are linked to to this one link uh, and if you can find the link, just type uh, Matthias Zamensky to Google. And most of the social media uh, should have the same uh, nickname. So it's it's pretty, I, I try to, as I said, I try to keep it simple. So uh, so there is not, not confusion and like a, like a path of least resistance. Yeah, and I think it's, it works. Like the best proof is that I... It wasn't very hard for me to find you. Like exactly. you kind of like popped in my feed somewhere, and I was interested because your artwork is really, really great. Uh, Thank you. Very inspiring, and uh, it was a pleasure to have you here with us. And it was I, a pleasure to to chat with you guys. Thank you so hoping much. Hoping that our audience will <laughs> jump into your social media, follow, like, and share, and get inspired. Right. And, of course, that would be great. Uh, I'm super happy to to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. Fingers crossed for your own short. Uh, Thank movie. you. Thank you. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully in the next ten years. <laughs> yeah, or it might happen sooner, just like with your maybe. Art we'll see. Position. Exactly. You we'll never see. know. Okay. Okay. So see you in the next episodes. See you guys. Cheers.